Welcome to this month's pharmacy team training update. My name is Judith Poulton and I am a community pharmacist with a special interest in healthcare education. This month's training is on antimicrobial resistance and the role the pharmacy team can play in helping to reduce this, as it is predicted that by 2050, 10 million people will die annually across the world if we don't all do something now. Did you know that in Italy and Greece, it is already unsafe to give routine chemotherapy, do transplants or perform complex operations because of the inevitable untreatable infections? Before we begin this podcast, please remember you and the team can watch the online training, download your certificate after completing your CPD questions and get access to useful resources by logging on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. In this training, we will look at what is antimicrobial resistance, what the consequences of it are, how you and the team can help educate people about it, and how you and your team can make a pledge and become an antibiotic guardian. Antimicrobial resistance, often shortened to AMR, is the ability of microbes such as bacteria, viruses and some parasites to stop antimicrobials from working by evolving and finding ways to survive treatments. The term antimicrobial includes antibiotic, antiprotozoal, antiviral and antifungal medicines. As a result of this, some standard treatments may become ineffective leading to infections persisting and the chance of them being spread to others. This also applies to animals. Resistance is a natural biological occurrence which arises through one of three mechanisms. One, natural resistance in certain types of bacteria. Two, genetic mutation. Or three, by one species acquiring resistance from another. It can all happen to all types of microorganisms, e.g. viruses can develop antiviral resistance, bacteria antibiotic resistance, etc. Microorganisms that develop antimicrobial resistance are sometimes referred to as superbugs. As we have already said, antimicrobial resistance occurs naturally over time, usually through genetic changes. And resistant microbes can be found in people, animals, food and the environment, that is, in water, soil and air. Resistance can be increased and accelerated by various factors, such as misuse and overuse of antimicrobials. For example, in many countries they can be bought for human and animals with no prescription. Poor infection control practices, inadequate sanitary conditions, inappropriate food handling, as well as global trade and travel. Examples of misuse include when antibiotics are taken by people with viral infections like colds and flu, when broad-spectrum antibiotics are prescribed inappropriately, and when the length of the course is inappropriate. Examples in animals include when they are given as growth promoters or used to prevent diseases in healthy animals. Globally, it is predicted that by 2050, deaths attributable to antimicrobial resistance could be as high as 10 million people per year. Experts also predict that it will kill more people worldwide than cancer and diabetes combined. One of the biggest concerns is antibiotic resistance. Many of the medical advances in recent years, for example organ transplantation and cancer chemotherapy, 
need antibiotics to prevent and treat the bacterial infections that can be caused by the treatment. Without effective antibiotics, even minor surgery and routine operations could become high-risk procedures if serious infections can't be treated. There is also a huge cost associated with resistance, as additional tests are often required, the illness may last for longer, and more expensive medicines may need to be used. In the 50 years between the 1930s and the 1980s, numerous different antibiotics were found. However, it then took until 2016 for the first new antibiotic in nearly 30 years to be discovered. Currently, WHO state that there are 51 antibiotics in trials in people across the world, but only 17 of these are considered to be innovative, with the rest closely resembling current drugs. It is predicted that fewer than 10 of these will make it to the market in the next five years. However, even if these antibiotics are successful, simply replacing old antibiotics with new ones is not the only answer, as they could also become ineffective. Several infections, such as pneumonia, tuberculosis, gonorrhea and salmonella, are becoming harder to treat, as the antibiotics used to treat them have become less effective. 77 countries across the world are showing that gonorrhea is becoming more difficult to treat and in some cases impossible, with two such cases in Australia and one in England. What is more concerning is that gonorrhea is more common in less developed countries and thus it is not known how large the actual problem could be. In this country, although prescribing of antibiotics has improved over the last five years, there was a 35% increase in antibiotic-resistant bloodstream infections between 2013 and 2017, and people are three times as likely to get a drug-resistant infection following antibiotic treatment for a urinary tract infection or a respiratory infection if they've had another infection in subsequent months. The rise of superbugs such as MRSA and Clostridium difficile in health and care settings is due to antibiotic resistance. You and your team have a key role to play in educating the public about antimicrobial resistance. You can do this in a number of ways, including running a campaign in your pharmacy to support national campaigns, by ensuring that you give people the right messages in your pharmacy, and by becoming an antibiotic guardian. We will start by looking at what advice and messages you and the team need to be giving to people. Please ensure that you counsel every patient who has a prescription for antibiotics that they need to take antibiotics as directed at regular intervals, complete the course even if they feel better, and you may also wish to remind them to regularly wash their hands and to ensure that their vaccinations are up to date. You should also ensure that they understand that they should never take leftover antibiotics and if for any reason they have not completed the course, for example on their GP's instructions, then they should bring them back to the pharmacy to be disposed of. You and your team can also help during the winter months when respiratory tract infections are common by giving appropriate advice about how to look after themselves and their family, including drinking plenty of fluids, resting and taking pain relief. This advice has been shown to impact patients' perception of their illness and their perceived need for antibiotics. You can also tell people the expected duration. For example, a sore throat may last up to seven to eight days and a cold two weeks. 
You also need to ensure that people understand that antibiotics do not work for viral infections such as cold, flu, most coughs and sore throats and that antibiotics are no longer routinely prescribed for chest infections and ear infections in children. Campaigns you could run in your pharmacy to increase awareness include educating people about preventing infections. Could you do a display about the importance of having the flu vaccine, especially if people are over 65 or in an at-risk group? You could also include the fact that if people do have a cold or the flu, that they need to wash their hands regularly, and also that they need to cover their mouth and nose when coughing or sneezing, as well as ensuring that they catch their germs in tissues that they bend bin straight away. If you want to know more about flu, please watch our online training module, which is in our course library. You could also do a display reminding people to keep their vaccinations up to date, as this reduces the risk of people being ill and requiring antibiotics. Other campaigns could be about showing how many people are predicted to die annually from antimicrobial resistance and that it will be more than cancer and diabetes combined. Or could you focus on the fact that a lot of conditions will resolve naturally without the use of antibiotics, for example cold, coughs and sore throats, and that it is important not to assume that they need antibiotics. Finally, you and the team can become antibiotic guardians and make a pledge as to how you are going to support the campaign to ensure that we use antibiotics wisely so that we don't lose the ability to use them. To do this, you will need to go to the Antibiotic Guardian website. The links are on the right-hand side of the screen, where you can either make your own pledge or there are suggested pledges you can sign up to. Once you have done it, you will be able to download your certificate. Not only can you, the rest of the team including locums make a pledge, but you can encourage your customers also to do so. If this is something you want to focus on, you could use this as the focus of a campaign in your pharmacy. We are now at the end of this training and I hope you understand that we all have a role to play in protecting the future of antibiotics. You and your team have the opportunity to talk to customers every day about not needing antibiotics for the majority of minor illnesses and what they can do to look after themselves. You also can ensure that those patients who are prescribed antibiotics understand how important it is to follow the instructions. There are some brilliant resources available where you can find out more information and leaflets and posters to use to raise awareness. The links to all of these are in the resources page to the right of this screen. I hope you have found this training interesting and thank you for listening. If you want to view the online training, have access to both your certificate and the resources tab, please log on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. We would also like to use this opportunity to ask you to encourage the rest of your colleagues to view the video.